Well, hello, podcast listeners, all eight of you. Every last both of you. Yes, um, I am here with uh, Jared Green today. He is one half of the Green Duo. The the, the dynamic Green Duo, yeah. Um, once you've met Hope, you've really met the best out of the two of us. So. And uh, that is true, that is true. Um, we are going to talk about a couple of things today in this brief episode that will probably balloon to half an hour. Um <laughs> But uh, just to get started, Jared is our student pastor here. Um, of course, for those of you not familiar, I'm Joshua Manning. I'm on staff here also. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things uh, involving uh, the student ministry and parenting and just other cool stuff today. To get started, I'm going to ask Jared uh, just to start talking, and I may direct him with some questions about uh, being a faith influence in the life of your children. Some of you out there are raising kids, raising teenagers, toddlers, infants, or maybe, that's true, raising (laughs) grandchildren. Um, So at any point in that, I I think there's something that you can glean from this, but uh, Jared, I'm just going to let you start talking. How how can we influence the lives of our kids with the gospel um, as Christians? Yeah, so I think there can't be any way to overstate the importance of having genuine uh, relationship with Christ for yourself. The thing about students, um, and I would say this is for kids as well, but students is really my focus, and so that's that's really what uh, what I pour into. But the thing is about students is that they're really good at picking out what's genuine and what is not. Um, and so when you tell them the importance of them having a, a quiet time and you're not having a quiet time, they, they begin to see that, Okay, if this is so important, then it's got to be important across the board. And so um, nothing is more compelling to them than when they see, um, like you said, their parents um, or grandparents or whoever that they're living with, loving Jesus, loving his word, spending time in it. Um, another way to be able to positively influence uh, their faith is to basically just enter into dialogues and discussions with them. Um, ask what they're learning. Ask what uh, what they're reading about and ask when they come home on you know Wednesday night um, you know what how was it what was the message like what did you learn and when they go good nothing not much um, what we want to be able to do is partner with you guys to help you ask better questions and to that end as we're going through message series we want to send out you know some discussion starters for you guys so that when they get in the car you know on Wednesday night or or even on Sunday after um, after church uh, as you're saying, well, what did you guys talk about and when they go, uh, Jesus and stuff? What we'll have some of the background information where you can kind of know some of what we talked about, and you can already uh, start your conversation off on the right foot by saying, well, I know you are talking about stewardship tonight. Um, what does that look like as far as how you spend your time, how you spend your money and all that fun stuff? So as far as that goes, but yeah, basically having genuine um, relationship with Christ Having genuine conversations with them, living that out, and helping them see that God's uh, God's wisdom and how He instructs us is the best uh, path for them. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny you mentioned just the idea of consistency. We have uh, conversations with our kids where you know we'll tell them stuff like "Don't yell in the house," and of course this is made up. But if we were to yell "fire," the first thing our kids would say is, you said don't yell in the house, not, oh, no, I'm in danger. Yeah. Um, they they tend to be a uh, little legalist when it comes to, why did you tell me to do this, and then you don't do this, so 
Yeah, consistency has to be key. They can they can detect that type of inconsistency in your life. Absolutely. So, um, let's say you're watching a movie. How could you kind of fold that in to the discipleship process with your own kids? Sure. As far as um, as far as the entertainment that we take in at the house, it's one of those things that you know we've had to we've had to turn movies off before because it's just you know we're watching it and. You know, luckily, you know, my daughters are, you know, Crosby is in eighth grade. You know, Andy and Elliot, they're both in elementary school, so they're not really into blood sport and stuff like, you know, rated R movies. Uh, but even even like, you know, cartoons that are watching, you know, we'll, we'll be watching some stuff and, you know, something kind of trips um, trips my trigger and I'm like, you know, we, let's, let's not even be watching this. Um, so I think the ability to be able to turn something off or even if you go into the movie theater and be able to walk out of something and then have that conversation as far as this just doesn't line up with what we believe. Or um, if it's not so agree, if something isn't so egregious where like if it's a um, if it's a family drama sort of situation and they're calling somebody a name, I think you can push pause on that and you can say, OK, this is this is wrong. This is um, this is not what we do. And if it's a constant thing, I think that's when you. I think that's when you're able to step back away from it and say, you know, this might be funny, but this isn't very helpful for us. Um, as far as as far as entertainment goes, one of the things we always kind of put up is in Philippians four eight, where Paul says, if anything's good, if it's profitable, if it's if it's um, if it's worthy of uh, if it, if it's of good repute, um, he says, think about these things. And when you read Philippians four eight, it really sets out a really good uh, filter, and so. Because we're Baptists, we call it the Philippians filter. And so it's one of those things where we say, okay, well, does it pass through the filter? Okay, then maybe, the, maybe then it shouldn't pass through our eyes or through our ears. And we apply this to movies. We apply this to television shows. We apply it to music because I don't know about you, but I can have not heard a song for years. And all of a sudden, the first bar of it kicks in, and it's right there. Um, in fact... We're going to do a little experiment with you all out there. And I'm just going to say, so no one told you life was going to be this way. And I bet you clapped, didn't you? Because that's the opening bar to the Friends song and just kind of happens normally. Could be years since you've uh, seen that. Could be years since you've heard it. But the thing that I always say is that it always comes out. But it never leaves. All the aging Gen Xers who listen to us will have clapped. They will have. Some of the millennials might have. You know, that's the thing. It's coming back around, so it's like, um, it's retro cool now. Is it coming back in an ironic fashion or a legitimate fashion? I really can't tell you. Both. Here's here's the thing. Um, I'm going to take a ding for this. I really watched a whole lot of Friends. Well, you're a bad friend then. I I am. I really am. Yeah, we... uh, We've got some shows the kids watch, and you know there are times that uh, you can take a step back from it and say, yeah. "Look at that character. What was wrong with him? How did he? How did he? How did he do in life in this situation?" Yeah. Um, and we try to get uh, from a biblical perspective back into how we should act. But a lot of that, uh, your job as a parent, especially at the age that uh, our kids are out now is just the hedge to table of what they put in their mind. Absolutely. They're, uh, you know, they're not out there to be uh, worldview scholars at this age. They're still learning their worldview. (laughs) So, well, it's like when we go to the grocery store, 
you know, the first place that my kids are going to go is, you know, the kip, the, the kips aisle, you know, the chips and the candy aisle. Sorry about that. Kip, I was thinking like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Well, he did say at home eat all the chips, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the, the, the chips and the candy aisle and they're going to, you know, their eyes are going to get all big and we should get this and we should get this. And I'm like, okay, you're going to have like IBS and rickets by the time we get out of here. If we don't, you know, if my, my, my kids don't get a lot of candy and last night, yes. uh, one of them ate a bunch of Sour Patch Kids that they got from a church member oh, who shall and, remain, remain and they were complaining about how everything tastes like candy and their tongue burnt. And we we're like, this yeah. is why mommy and daddy don't let you eat, you know, a half mm-hmm. pound of processed, fake, sugary, you know, Sour Patch Kids. Um, learning a hard lesson here. It, it was Elliot's birthday yesterday. And so um, she wanted chocolate cupcakes with chocolate icing. And if any of you have met her, she's just, you know, vivacious and sweet and bubbly. And that kid was bonkers. I mean, she was crazier than a bag of cats. And about 30 minutes later, she was like rolling on the floor looking for a nap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all three of them were just like crazy. And I'm like, okay, this is what sugar does to us. It makes us little little monsters, all, all, all five of us. All five of us, really. Yeah. It's but great I, how uh, it's great how the parents' words every once in a while yeah. speak wisdom. But don't forget that next time yeah. that one of those bags is passed around, <laughs> yeah, they see Sour Patch Kids again. And I say all that to kind of come back to the entertainment thing. My kids don't know not to you know lay into that stuff hard and heavy. So what I've got to do is I've got to say, okay, we're also going to you know work in some some eggs, some milk. We're we're going to lean into other things that we know are better for you. Um, this stuff is okay, but it's not going to take you where you want to go. And so, in the same, <laughs> It'll way, take you down a dark path. It will. It will, and it will leave you. It will leave you by yourself. Um, but it's our job as parents to take a look at what they're um, putting into their minds and putting into their um, putting into their heads and saying, "Is this helpful for them? Is this going to again take them where they want to go?" And if it doesn't. Then yeah, we've got to be the bad guy, and we got to step in and say, yeah, we're just not going to watch this. But what we found is that as we love on them, and as we encourage them, and as we spend time with them, they can step back away from that, and they can go, okay, well, I mean, this was a show I wanted to watch, but if mom and dad are telling me it's not good for me, then okay, yeah, I can take a step back from it. All right, y'all have just sat through uh, a day of church, yes, in you know different departments, different buildings at times. You're in the car headed home. How do you start? digesting and breaking down what everybody went through at church yeah now that's a great question um hope is really good about drawing out um <clears throat> what the girls have uh, have like you said have ingested and what they're digesting and so she'll say what do you guys you know how was sunday school how was how was kids worship you know what have you guys been learning about and again it's just one of those things that i think because of the consistency because we're talking to them about what they've been, uh, what they've been hearing, um, they know to now kind of expect that, and you know they always have some sort of anecdote about what they've been learning, you know what they've been talking through, and um, and you know it, it kind of ranges. Some days, you know, Andy's the chatterbox, and she's she's telling everything. Some days it's Crosby, some days it's Elliot, but they all have something to add to it, and so we're able to um, we're able to kind of work some things out and kind of get them to have a dialogue and discussion about what it is they're learning and how we're going to best apply that once we, you know, once we get to the house and, you know, we, we get our, we get our regular clothes back on, so to speak. Cool deal. Uh, 
Well, I know that, you know, you can speak on this uh, like a second language, and uh, having been in student ministry, it's it's something both of us have talked about, you sure. know, in our own talks. But, you know, one of the things that we try to say we are up here is we're not a replacement for the family. We're not a replacement for parents' influence in the lives of their kids. Uh, what our goal is under ideal circumstances, of course, is to partner with parents yeah. in ministry to equip them, to equip their children, and let them live out their faith on their own. What are ways that um, that parents can partner with you and what's going on up here with the student ministry? That's a great question. Yeah, um, I think the best thing that they can do is they can talk to us about okay, what are we, what are we going to be going through on Wednesday nights, <clears throat> on Sunday mornings, that sort of thing. They can talk to us about what uh, what kind of information their students are getting. They can talk to their students about that sort of stuff. Um, uh, th- yeah, the the biggest thing that we want to do is we want to be an echo chamber for what uh, for what they're hearing, what their students are hearing at home. Um, one of the <laughs> One of the best, uh, I think, moments that I've had in, in a little while was a few weeks back when um, one of the students, he was talking to him about, you know, some things that were happening at the house, and um, and the advice I gave him, he said, oh, gosh, that's just what my dad said. And I thought, well, that's good, you know, that, and that's how it should be, that we should be partnering up with parents, we should be partnering up with families to say the exact same things they're hearing at the home um, and we should be taking them and we should be leading them back to scripture um, and at the end of the day it's one of those things that we you know we want to affirm their parents we want to affirm what their parents are saying and what I'm what I'm never going to do is to say well you know I just think your mom and dad are wrong on this because yeah. we've got like an hour or two maybe three on any given week I mean for, for crying out loud, a, a ball coach is going to get more than that in a day. Yeah, and we would love we would love for our problem to be the student saying, "I've heard that before from my parents." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would that would uh, that would make our day. Yeah. So. so it's just one of those things where we have to take the time that we have and leverage it um, the best way that we that we possibly right. can. I mean, we're not going to have you know hours and hours and hours a day with them. We're going to have just a, a quick little you know snippet, and that's it. Right, because if you look at the hours and yeah. the influence that uh, a, that a student receives during their student career, it's going to go in the, I believe, the following order. It's going to be education system, whatever teachers and friends they are with at school throughout yeah. the day, seven to nine hours. Mm-hmm. Sports, yep. second to that. Mm-hmm. Parents, third. Yeah. And church, fourth. Yeah. If fourth maybe sometimes fifth yeah and that's not counting um cultural influences through social media yeah or through tv shows or anything like that we're just talking about people in general um if you put all of that in there that actually becomes oftentimes much more important than even the education system's influence because it's uh it's weighted much more um social media uh you know Movies, TV, all of that stuff bears much more importance on a child's behavior than what we say. If oh, there yeah. is no uh, triangulation between parents, absolutely, and church, and what they're hearing, um, you know, we we like you said, we have three hours tops. Yeah, and that and that's another thing when we talk about entertainment. You know, what they're watching. That's another thing we have to monitor what 
what their social media presence is. Yeah, there's I mean, there's no neutrality no, in entertainment. No, that that it's gospel writ. I mean, when when they're when they're on these different platforms and the people that they're following when they're watching how their lives are, they're going to naturally they're going to emulate a lot of this stuff. Whether right. it be you know the music that they listen to, the the dance moves that they're doing, um, which I've never been guilty of that because you've seen how. Um, I go about trying to dance, but they'll, they'll emulate all of these different things. And all at the end of the day, I'm thinking, is this something that I want my student to be emulating? And if it is fantastic, if it's not, then I've got to step into this situation and I've got to say how they're living life. Isn't how we, we, we view according to scripture, how we're supposed to live life. Right. Tell me about the name of our student ministry here. It recently yeah. changed. It has, it has. Um, about this time last year, the students got together and we, um, and they expressed a, a desire to kind of change things around it. And, and not just the name, but the whole feel of how things look, the aesthetics of, of you know, our logo, uh, the aesthetics of the building itself, and, you know, the, the student ministry name. So what we finally settled on um, after months and months of kind of workshopping some stuff out, praying some stuff out, and trying to think about what we wanted to communicate, you know, with one word was encounter student ministries. Um, because what we, at the hallmark, at the, at the crux of what we want to do, we want to provide a place where students can connect with one another and they can connect with the father. And so when we take a look at what encounter is all about, it's about encountering each other. Yeah. But it's about encountering Jesus and it's about encountering the father as well. So to that end, we've, uh, we've, um, started calling it Encounter Student Ministries. Um, and, you know, we had, we, we had tossed around all different, types of, uh, all different types of names, and at the end of the day, our guiding focus was, okay, what does that communicate about us? And you saw some of the students go, wait, what do you mean communicate? And I'm like, well, I mean, it's a name. What does it say? Well, it's, this one says it's cool, and I was like, that's great, but... What I want it to be is I want it to be something that defines us. So being able to distill that all into one word, um, you know, it took a little took a little bit of doing, but we came away with encounter, and I like it. I um, I like the uh, the direction we're going as far as the logo, as far as uh, what we want to do up in the uh, up in the student room, you know, making it look like what they want it to look like, so that you know it can be a, an inviting space. Nice. Well, can you give us a brief preview for the fall? We've had school back, uh, you know, almost a week now. Sure. And uh, what do you got going on up there this fall? Yeah, so um, so we've got a couple of awesome things happening on Sunday evenings. We're, of course, going to be doing um, First Essentials, and we've got two classes that will, be, uh, that will be starting off at the same time. The Vicaries are going to be teaching a class on spiritual disciplines, and to be honest with you, if I weren't teaching a class, I would be sitting in on this class. Um, I'm excited about what they're going to be doing, but uh, I'm going to be teaching a class as well called Jesus Is, and it's um, and it's taking a look at you know Jesus's life, how he lived his life, and how we can live it as well. So we're opening both of those classes up to students for this semester, um, just according to which one they think they would be more interested in. Another thing we have um, different. Sermons. I know which one I'm putting my son in. Oh yeah, what? spiritual disciplines. Uh, yes. No offense to you. None taken. None taken. Um, if young young Ben, if you're listening to this, if you could take some notes for me, that would be fantastic. I would uh, I would enjoy the living daylights out of that. Ben doesn't take notes. <laughs> it's just all in his head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to, oh, to be that intelligent. <laughs> but um, 
But we have a, a lot of different serving opportunities as well. In fact, um, that those classes will be taking place at the five to six time slot. From four to five, we're going to have um, we're going to have our praise team that will be meeting up there, and so we've got students who are gifted and talented in leading worship. So we're going to be practicing with them for the following Wednesday. Um, Thursdays from 4 to 5, one of the things we're doing is called Grace Your Space, where what we'll be doing is we'll be working in different areas up in the student building, whether it be uh, painting, whether it be um, just kind of cleaning some stuff up, aesthetically making it look... um, making it look better. And so we're going to be uh, working in that capacity from uh, from 4 to 5 on Thursdays. And then eventually, once we um, once we have a good handle on what it looks like upstairs, we'll have different, uh, different projects around the church itself and then around the area that we're in and then just around the community at large where, you know, from 4 to 5, these students will be serving. Um, we'll be doing a lot of uh, things off-site. I know that we've got... Um, an FSU football game uh, planned. I know that you're excited about that. I'm going to go ahead and put you down to be one of my drivers. And um, I've got... I wouldn't uh, mind driving people away from that. <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll have you Especially a jersey. Especially if they lose. <laughs> I, I, I cannot wait for the ride home. <laughs> you're you're going to be the happiest man uh, driving out of Tallahassee, won't you? <laughs> but um, we also want to uh, do... Uh, we're looking at an Auburn basketball game. Just things like that. And, of course, you know, we've got uh, minor league baseball. We've got minor league all sorts of stuff. But basically getting out, getting off campus, whether it be through service or whether it be through just some hangout opportunities, where we can spend time with them. Um, we can uh, we can help foster relationships of them with, uh, with each other as well as uh, with us. And so, yeah, we've got a lot of things coming up. We're excited about yeah. it. Speaking of Auburn, being an Auburn fan is almost like an automatopoeia. You know, it's one of those uh... – that you get the AU and just go, oh, you know, when you think about it. Oh, it uh, it just so it cool. sounds like it looks. That's so wrong. Um, if Keith is listening, forgive me. <laughs> well, uh, I know we've we've both had a busy summer. Pe- people don't realize <coughs> how busy the summer is up here. But uh, have you had any time for any smithing? Uh, Jared, one of his hobbies is to forge stuff, knives, yeah. <laughs> tools. But have you had any chance yeah. to do any of that lately? You know, not as much as I would like, and I've got a, um, I've got a laundry list of stuff to do. In fact, um, I've got somebody that they've asked me to make them a kitchen knife, so I'll be working on that here once it cools off enough to, um, to get out there. But yeah, I've. Uh, it's not our self care minister, is it? Not our self care minister. Okay. No, 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 not, uh, not, uh, not, not crazy damn. Okay. No, um, but uh, I've got a couple of chisels that I'm, um, that I'm working on. Um, I want to try to make some wood. Uh, uh, some wood turning tools like with you would use on a lathe, but the idea of um, the idea of you know making something that uh, might break off kind of scares the living daylights out of me. But yeah, um, woodworking, metalworking, all that fun stuff. I've got a couple of knives that I want to make, and so I'm excited about it. It's fun. It's a good diversion, and um, it's a uh, it's it's. It's a it's a very very fun hobby that's for sure. Well, that sounds cool. Um, I'll have to I'll have to get on that list. I think I need a new meat cleaver. We can do it. We can do it. Well, Jared, thank you for your time and thank for you, sharing with us. And um, we'll do this again soon. And uh, you know, have a great day, man. Josh, I appreciate being here. Um, if any of you parents have any questions for us, please never hesitate to call us. We would uh, 
love to get the information to you that uh, we're going to be um, we're going to be doing things with your students. So just reach out, and uh, we'll be talking to you as well. And look forward to uh, look forward to doing this again, man. All right, y'all have a great day.